I, I can't think of a harder job than that. I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't think there is one. I mean, outside of between now and December, maybe Eddie Howe until he gets like new players uh, because MBS might, you know, get mad. And if you're managing and MBS gets mad, that's probably yeah. not a good thing for your like life. You, you should probably <laughs> just, what's it called when you like just run away from a country exile or something. Seek, and seek asylum. Name. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Eddie Howe on Asylum Watch, pretty much. That's what we should have. Eddie Howe Asylum Watch. And do not stop at a consulate, please. Like that, that's, yeah. that's a no-go with MBS. On today's Footy Corner, Ole has failed his driving test and is no longer behind the wheel at United after an embarrassing defeat to Elton John's favorite team. Gerrard and Smith win their first games in charge of Villa and Norwich, respectively. Liverpool club or Arsenal. Bosnians misidentify a flag. And a lead singer of a cover band pisses on a man's face on stage. Along with the typical nonce of the week, predictions, and gambling corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner. The Premier League is back. Arian is back. How's everything on? Everything's good. Uh, woke up to more construction in our building. It's getting cold again. Six months can't come sooner. <laughs> How about you? Oh, not too bad. Busy, uh, busy morning. Just running. Actually, you know, our Thanksgiving break started today. Got uh, ran out and ordered a cake. Um, it's our dad's birthday in a couple of days. Shout out. Um, got, so, got went to the doctor, got uh, the annual checkup, some blood work done. And then uh, I had a meeting and here we are. Got some soccer on. I'm, I'm settled in. We're about to do a podcast. Uh, it's, it's going pretty well. I'm about to see you a little bit. Haven't seen you for a while. So yeah, um, we, get, we get to hang out a bit more. Yeah, I'll be I'll be participating in Blackout Wednesday tonight too. So, oh really? So when we see you tomorrow, you may be because you know we for everyone that doesn't know we have we have a Thanksgiving gathering. Well, it was supposed to be at four originally. Now it's moved oh. up to three. Is three p.m. too early for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, most normal people have it at three, so I guess right. that's cool. But um, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, here's the thing: I was I was with my friends. Um, they're a little older than me. Um, we were all talking and they were saying how they were hung over. Um, we went out last weekend or two weekends ago. Uh, no, it was last weekend. Uh, no, two weekends ago. Sorry. <laughs> and, uh, they were like, you're still at that age that you're, you're, you're good. I was like, wait, what do you mean? They're like, well, we feel the hangovers. I was like, when did you start feeling the hangovers? They were like 26, 27. And that is exactly the age I am at. I am 26 and a half. So I don't know. what. When did you start feeling the hangovers? Like legitimately. For me, it was 30. I think 30. 30 is when you're oh, like, okay. I, I, when you're like, I just don't want this anymore. <laughs> no, I just don't want this hangover. <laughs> but okay. Um, but yeah, so you're hitting up some bars. Going to be a good time. Um. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> we, we're looking forward to your stories next episode. And to the listeners, we got good news, right? We got 
we're going to have, it might be shorter, albeit both of them will have two episodes next week because of the two match days. So we can't guarantee that all the time because um, we have a wedding to go to later in the month, right? <laughs> Mid next month. Um, yeah. But, but we'll do our best. So um, yeah, there are games coming up this weekend. Uh, last one ends Monday. We'll spit one out Monday. Uh, you know, it'll be out in the night. So Tuesday on your way to work, everyone listen in. We'll preview the Tuesday through Thursday games and we go from there. Um, so we're going to be broadcasting the show on, on TikTok live. Did you want to tell them that? I, um, moving go forward, for it. You, 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 you're the, uh, you're the TikTok <laughs> expert. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I mean, we can do it. We can do it. I'm okay but... with that. Whatever helps the brand you just tell me how to dress up and i'll be there okay i mean i'll be here but you know i'll I'll dress however i have oh also i got my xbox series x i'm officially next gen i bought a new monitor i am already diamond two and halo for my gaming nerds out there let's fucking go up till 4 a.m last night i'm just grinding man (laughs) just grinding all right so everyone out there at, at the footy corner too let Ari know if you're down. Well, they could also reach out to you, but you'll get those messages. Um, and, and get Only going. Get diamonds, fired. though. Can't begin, can't begin the rank mess up. Also, while we're recording, Champions League games are going on. And yep, PSG with Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe starting against Manchester City, who has Kevin De Bruyne out, are a plus 475. Yes. Of course I jumped on that. Yeah, I, you know now. I think it's important for you to get ahead of that. And I think also we had great success, I believe, last week while we recorded during a match. I thought it was pretty funny in the segments that you heard Jeff reacting. Um, fan, people will listen to us reacting. We'll probably get through the first half, right, of the Champions League matches. I, if our recording is going much longer than that, then we've really fluffed our lines past, like, late into the second. Um, the earlier matches did happen. They will talk Champions League in a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. So just, it's good. So for those listening, Ari did put the bet in before the games started. I am, I'm, uh, gonna confirm that right now. The games don't start for 10 minutes. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll comment on those. I'm sure we'll both have that game real, real quick. I saw, I was looking at games and I saw there was a game in Moscow. I forget who's maybe Napoli or something. It's a Europa league game. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, damn dude, it must be so cold in <laughs> russia it's like 30 <laughs> degrees though it's not terrible um but i was gonna ask you would you rather play in 30 degree frigid temperatures so it's like a different type of cold you know like when you're in england it's a little bit different it's a different type of cold in here a little uh-huh. worse in my opinion would you sure. rather play in like 30 degrees that or like 83 degree heat uh 83 83- is see 80, it depends 83 or like 29 and 30 degree you could see your breath cold well see with the 83 i mean it depends if you're on that turf that makes that ground like 100 plus then that's it's like, like midwest heat too so it's not like super super humid but it's also not dry right but with the 83 humid. are you like on on a field or on that turf because that turf you know what i'm talking about when that turf gets really hot and your feet are burning see i don't feel that though when i play mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I'd rather play in the eighty-three. I'll go eighty-three because yeah, the ball doesn't hurt when it hits you. <laughs> See, little known fact that people used to get pissed at me for is I don't head the ball. 
I don't have the ball. I mean, I'm five nine anyway, so I'm not winning any headers. But I don't have the ball, so don't put it in the air for me. <laughs> Ever or just in the cold? Um, if it's a fucking high ass ball, I'm not heading it. Uh uh. Yeah. Well, but definitely not in the cold. I mean, if I have to, have to, I will. But like, I'm gonna do everything in in my. Put it this way: if it's a 50-50, it's a hundred percent because I'm not jumping for it. Because you're probably taller than me anyway. But well. All right. Not we'll CTE. So just so people know, if you're playing with Ari in the future, don't send them headers. Um, I'm also on the wing. So if you're sending you me a header, something, something's going wrong anyway. Well, uh, shall we jump into what went wrong in the Premier League for Manchester United? Yeah. All right. Shock. Shock 4-1 loss to Watford, mate. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't see this game. I don't know if you did. I just but getting the updates on it. Um, Josh King, Ismail Asar. Watford go up to nothing. Your boy, and, Josh King, friend of the pod. Yeah, and I think he used to be in United's Academy. Uh, they score, yep. and then our boy, finally, Van de Beek, scoring for United. Uh, but then João Pedro and Emmanuel Dennis put it away. Watford, again, 4-1. And it, it turns out that this was the last straw for Ole. Ole finally out. Unfortunately for, for me, it comes just a, a little before we play them. Uh, what are your thoughts on the next? Because we've talked a lot about Ole. Carrick's the interim. Who do you think they should go for next? And is an interim a good idea right now? Um, with this United squad and like the you being Manchester United, I don't think any interim manager will work. You know what I mean? Like you got you got players that are bigger than the coaches, like more people know the Manchester United players than they, than they did Ole. So when Ole walks in there, they're not going to give him the respect. Like, you, you know what I mean? And like when a new coach comes in, it's kind of the same way. And especially if they're entering, like, well, well we're going to be here longer than you. So like, why would we give you a hundred percent? Like you're not, you have no say in our contract. You know what I mean? So um, I don't think an interim is a good idea from them. I go, I go and get Zidane. I know there's talk about Poch, and I think Poch would be absolutely stupid to leave Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, um, Sergio Ramos, and the city of Paris <laughs> yeah. or the city of Manchester and, you know, this kind of shit show. Um, I mean, if he wants to win Champions League, you, you have a squad. So um, I don't think he should, but he might. You know, apparently they're in talks. Mm-hmm. But something tells me I don't think he's the guy. I know that could be a hot take. I think you need someone that'll walk in there that'll even get the attention of Ronaldo. And who better than someone that's won Champions League as a manager, as a as a player, um, played for the best teams nationally and domestically? Like Zinedine Zidane's your guy. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. fits the mold. I think he right now, out of anyone that's available, he's the only answer. Anyone else is going to let you down, especially interim, any interim right. manager, for those reasons that they're going to walk in there. You're not going to get anyone's respect. I'm sorry, but like, why would they give you a hundred percent? You know, yeah, it, they didn't, give, they didn't give away it. He was, he was assigned, you know, legit manager and he's quote unquote, a club legend, which for me, I think is wild considering he was just like a sub, but fair play to United fans. Um, you know what I mean? So that, that's what I mean. You need someone that will grab the team by the freaking balls, including Ronaldo. So I don't know. What do you think? 
Is it possible, though, they went the interim route because they don't think the manager they want is out there right now? <laughs> I mean, what, are you just going to wait for someone to get fired? And if the manager they're looking for is currently hired, what makes them think he's going <laughs> to, you know, he's going to leave the situation he's in? Or, you know, yeah. you, you, it's wild to bank on that. You know, I need to bank on a manager that you think is fit to manage this squad and this club to think that that manager something's going to happen to make them leave like, you can't be under that assumption you have to have an idea or someone in mind yeah i mean i i'm not sure if they were just maybe speaking with someone and someone's like well my contract goes till this time so hey until if you can figure out an interim although again this is the this is how united got in the mess there now right wasn't Ole just an interim and then he, it went well was. and then they signed and, and what bottles my mind it will make someone think that if they couldn't cut it at cardiff if, if, if a manager couldn't cut it at Cardiff and got relegated, what makes you think one season in the Norwegian leagues will make him fit enough to manage United? Like, yeah. <laughs> I told you, I, I've been saying this, and you are my witness, that Ole just isn't the guy. To ha- to this, you have Pogba, you have these Instagram models, you have these guys, like, they need someone that they respect and that could, that in a sense, they kind of fear. I mean, like Ole walks in, he looks like a like a like a Disney dwarf, like you know what Keeper I mean, with his elf. nose and it. Yeah, he looks like an elf. Like he, like you think Ronaldo is legit listening to him, like and being like, "Yeah, I should listen to this guy." No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you really want success, I mean, United has the squad, but when you have a squad of this much talent, the manager is just as important. Look at the top teams, Pep Guardiola, right? Person, like mm-hmm. he's personable with his players, but but then you fear him at the same time, right? Yes. Same thing with Klopp, right? Same thing with Klopp. Um, Chelsea, Teichel's the same way. I mean, dude, when he's yelling at you in German, that's that's got to be some scary shit. I mean, we've seen how his practices are run. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You need someone like that. Um, and for me, I don't know if you know anyone else, even in the world, outside of the Premier League, but for me, the only person in the world um, that's available is Zidane that could do that. Maybe like Mancini can do it. I don't. I don't know. But Zidane is uh, is my only is their only solution in my opinion. So your your solution is is Zidane. Uh, right now the the betting favorite is Ernesto Valverde. Uh, the <laughs> wasn't he the lad that uh, Mourinho took over for? I think. Um, yeah. So Valverde has the top odds. Pochettino's up there. Ralph Rangnick. Lucien Favre, Rudy Garcia, and then Michael Carrick and Brendan Rodgers will talk. We'll touch on later. Yeah, these are. I'm the- sorry. Who's Rudy Garcia? It's <laughs> a good question, mate. I believe he managed Sevilla, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know exactly. <laughs> See, that's what that. I'm saying. That's that's they're they're gonna suck even longer. Every name you just you just named, except there's one guy you said we'll talk about him later. There's one guy that I think could do it possibly other than Zidane and this is going to sound wild um I mean other people can do it but if he's available Brendan Rodgers man okay honestly yeah I I do want to talk about Brendan Rodgers actually yeah when we bring up Lester um about how how much of a distraction we'll touch on that um yeah I searched Rudy Garcia on on Google (laughs) and the first thing that comes up is a Paralympic swimmer runner and triathlete from the USA I don't think that's the manager um, wow, it sounds like he should be managing the USA. 
This this man doesn't have any legs. So might be better than Berhalter. <laughs> so there's that. Um, there's also the fact. So there's a little there's a little fun circle. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last Premier League win as Man United manager was against Nuno Espirito Santo, whose last Premier League win as Tottenham manager was against Dean Smith, whose last Premier League win as Aston Villa manager was against Ole. So it's like a circle amongst these three idiots. Uh, I have a question all... for you and for other United fans, and but I want you to answer this. Uh-huh. Say, is it the Glazers, Glazers that are in charge of United, right? I'm yeah. Not correct in saying that. So let's say you're, I don't know the guy's first name, but I know this. Let's say you're Jay Glazer. All right. Okay. Let's say yeah. you're, <laughs> you're the guy, you're at top. Ole just got fired. Who do you, like, it, just you. What, what do you look for in a manager? Like, are you targeting someone in specific? Like, what are you looking for? For manager? Uh, yeah, of this, of this team. <laughs> Who's going to solve this? Made t- huh? Jay Glazer's the guy on Fox for NFL. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I laughed when I said okay, it. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you knew that wasn't the right Glazer. Uh, yeah. yeah, you have to guy. You have to find a guy that knows how to manage personalities because they're talented. You don't need a guy that does X's and O's. It's a team that's good enough to to be able to run the show. They have the players. They have, I mean, for fuck's sake, they have Ronaldo. They have Pogba. They have Bruno. You have a team that you even saw in their Champions League game, which we can talk on, uh, you know, found some nice passes between the lines, got Jaden Sancho involved. I think they're creative enough. You just need a guy that can handle the personalities. You know, it's one of those situations. Um, yeah, and like kind of bring out the best in them. Like there's – don't right. get me wrong. And I, I might get rinsed for saying this, but the German League is a whole league below the Premier League, in my honest opinion. Um but I still think there is something in Sancho. And tell me why he's played like 13 games and produced like literally produced nothing, I think. Like he hasn't even oh wait, he just got a goal last Champions League. Yeah, he played he played but pretty like, well last game, but with Ole, but it like wasn't any good. But he but dude, like a player of that caliber and that price shouldn't be celebra- celebrating like that. Like like he was like us. Like, remember when you lost your virginity, how giddy you were? That's like him when he scored his first goals. Like, dude, you were a hundred million dollar player, like. You should already have like seven by now. Like, I don't know. Like, you need someone that'll bring out the most, you know? So, like, yeah, yeah. Well, who do you target? How much of that was Ole, though? Ole almost I played him at, at, at almost, Ole almost played him at um, wing back. Yeah, <laughs> so, I remember that. I mean, I that's wild. That. Uh, anyway, the funny thing, too, is Steve says wild stat for Man United fans, and I guess everyone, Donnie Van de Beek scored the final goal of Ole's managerial stint at United. <laughs> Yeah, so that was pretty funny too. But yeah, so give us the, the name. Yeah, at the footy corner too. Let us know who you think should be the full time Man United manager. You haven't right? given us a name though. What What do you want me to get? As oh, if I'm Jay Glazer. Yeah. yeah who am I bringing in? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it like of the people that are realistically available? Um, I mean, it could be a bit of a reach too. Uh, United job is pretty enticing. If they could get if they could get Mancini, that'd be nice. But yeah, I don't know if he's available. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm almost tempted to say someone like um, who who was the French manager? Uh, was it Laurent Blanc? Was it was that the guy? Yeah. He, didn't he just kind of chill and like let them do their thing and they won the World Cup? Like uh, so, yeah, they were pretty much self-managed. Uh, wait, wasn't it Didier Deschamps? 
Isn't that who it was? Oh, that was Deshaun. Yeah, it was Laurent Blanc was the guy before. Never mind, not him then. Yeah. Deshaun is still the French manager, though. So you can't get him. I just I just don't know if there are that many guys available. Like he would be a good one. I think the shop would be a good one. Someone that just doesn't get involved very much. That just lets it like lets people do what they want to do. Um I see Lucian Favre up here, but I don't like him. Uh did you know Steve Bruce is on the list too? Um Yeah, because he I guess is a uh, legend, right? Or yeah. uh, uh Luis Enrique is he's he's managing Spain right now, though, isn't he? Um, yeah, I think he's had experience with a team like Barcelona with good players. He could do something there. Uh, as long as he doesn't bring too much scratch and skiff, someone like Joachim Lowe, uh, like he could do it. He, he Germany won a world cup. Um, sure. Yeah. I think these kinds of play uh, guys that just kind of let the players do their thing. These are the names I'll throw out there. They're all also long shots on this list, but I think they would be better than many of the earlier choices we discussed. I don't like, know much about uh, Rudy Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So those would be my shots at the footy corner too. I saw, yeah. Cause it's, there are a lot of people, um, but Valverde and Potter are the highest rumored guys. So. We'll and, I see. mean, this is the biggest story and we'll go through everything, you know, in a timely and uh, quicker. So we get this done in a timely manner, but so now that it's all over, what do you grade Ole's stints and all in all, where did it go wrong? I'm going to go B minus because wow because they made finals they never finished below third place uh but for a team with those with the standards that United have they want to be higher now I'll say this he did better than some of his predecessors do we remember the LVG days the the, the David Moyes at United days um so he did better than those guys and those guys were like D's and C's maybe F's at some point uh I'm giving him a B minus simply because, yeah, I mean, he didn't finish below third. He made Champions League every year. He made the finals of Europa. Um, I think he's made the finals of a, of, a, of a couple things, just never won. So, you know, that's why he, I put him a little above average because he did better than what was there before him. He built on it, but he's he's on the very close to average because with Mourinho. the players he had, he didn't advance them. So how about you? And then I'll say where it went wrong after you give a grade. Um. I'll say C minus. Okay. Um, I think with the amount of money he spent, um, he should have done much better with the squad. I think he just wasted two years of a lot of those players' contracts, a -hmm. lot of the money. Um, Yes, he did do better than his predecessors, but he also spent more than his predecessors, I think. And I think he was given more freedom financially. I don't know why they gave him more uh, financial freedom, but they did. Um, he got the players that he wanted and more. I mean, like, I feel like um, whether you agree with him in the system or not, um, they pretty much just gave him Ronaldo and said, yeah, if you want to work with him, here you go. But you, you have him at your disposal now. So it's like, and Veron, like, you know what I mean? I, I think they gave him what he wanted and more, and he still got thrashed five death in the Liverpool, lost to Watford 4-1, never, like, qualified past, like, the group stage of Champions League, I think. Like, you know what I mean? It's just things like that when you get that much money um, and you just fail the ultimate goal and barely qual- – I mean, that's why I give him a C-. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And tactically, I don't think he's better than um, – I don't think he's like an upper half. I think 10 man- – I can give you 10 managers that are better than Ole in the Premier League. I think he's a bottom half manager tactically. Okay. I, I won't disagree with that. I won't disagree with that. 
Uh, and then where it went wrong, you asked that earlier, right? I, I think it went wrong when they lost the Europa League final. I think a lot of things could have gone differently had they won it, uh, but they, they didn't. And I think that was the moment. I think from then on, you know, the players were just like, well, fuck this shit. We couldn't win the final. We, we were much superior to our opponents. Um, Dea missed the penalty, of course. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. where I think if they had won it, I think there would be a different narrative. They would have won Europa. I think they would have come in this year a little more focused, um, a little better. That's right. I think it went wrong. Sure. How about you? You think that's the moment or earlier? <laughs> um, I think it's from when it started. I just okay. I, I think I, I legitimately don't think he played any part in anyone's development or, any, or anyone's success. I think I think everything that they've achieved if you want to say that they've achieved anything, it's just based off the solo talents of some of the players. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times this year did they get bailed out by Ronaldo? I mean, too many times so far. So like, and that's not because of Ole. That's because, you know, that's Ronaldo's determination. I mean, we've all seen it. So um, I don't know. Like he's just a bad manager. I can't emphasize that a lot. I don't. I don't think you get many people that disagree. We know how Nikhil feels. We know how what Brian, Steve, Jeff, yeah, the panel. We know how Patterson feels. I want to give this shout out too before we move on. Patterson, when we did predictions, said Watford, and we said if he gets oh, it right, he wins. Oh my god! We right, said man. if he gets it right, it's over. He wins. We laughed at him, but he was right. So I just want to give him the shout out. Wow, he's, you're right. We said he gets a thousand points for it, but. Um, so honorary winner this season's Patterson, but we'll, we'll, we'll continue our competition. Uh, so that was pretty amazing. He's like, come talk to me Monday. I've seen this team. So I know it's not Monday. It's a little past Monday, but yeah, yeah. we're <laughs> want to give him a shout out. <laughs> uh, wow. a- anything else on this situation with, uh, with Ole? No, but it's, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens next. Cause they got to figure it out soon. Yeah, yeah, they have a, a tough match coming quick. Well, I mean, they already had a Champions League match that I think, I mean, we'll get to it, but I think they were bailed again by Ronaldo but uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. and De Gea, who made a big save, but we'll see. Uh, I want to give a mini shout-out to Watford uh, because now they're out of the relegation zone by four points. So shout-out Alton John. Shout-out Alton John. All right, uh, let's, let's move to a team that um, – Lost their first game from since August. Um, it was due, maybe not this bad, but uh, Liverpool four, Arsenal nil. Uh, Mane scoring in the first half, uh, and then Jota, Salah, Minamino putting it away uh, late. Liverpool with a nice easy day in the office, as has come custom when they play Arsenal at at Anfield. Um, the last many years, I think I read somewhere there was an aggregate of twenty two to four. Um, the last I don't know how many, probably four or five times they've played them, uh, maybe less because they score so many. Uh, as a Liverpool, and, and again, I didn't see much of this because I was at the, the Purdue um, Northwestern game, uh, but I was getting updates and I've seen some highlights just, you know, to see what happened. Uh, just to ask you, are you more satisfied as a Liverpool fan with the goals uh, but or the clean sheet? Um, oh, um, I just kind of looked at it as a whole, but um, the goals. Yeah. Okay. Goals because that is Liverpool's bread and butter, and um, I love I love our defense. Don't get me wrong; it's upgrading that is what won us the trophies that we won, obviously with Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. But it's so crucial to get Mane going again 
you know, these guys that weren't going before, like Mane's kind of been a little cold lately. Um, mm-hmm. Yota, I mean, Salah, we, we on, he's rolling. Um, anyone that's watched Liverpool knows that Yota now is definitely preferred uh, over Firmino. Not because Firmino's bad, but because Yota's that good. And, um, and you just look at Mane as we all know what he's capable of doing. We've seen him, you know, um, we've seen him uh, compete with player of the year, Premier League player of the year. So if they can get that out of him and have those three guys firing up top, you could let in like two goals a game and you're still going to win, like win I'm talking about. So that's why, in my opinion, and when you have Van Dyke behind there, rarely are you going to give up more than two goals, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why for me, it's important, especially Mane. And that's why I'm happy he he did what he did um, when they played yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought the clean sheet. I, I thought the clean sheet was good considering what's happened lately with you know what the what the West Ham, the Brentford, where it seemed like they scored but then gave up goals. We're here; they're able to kind of say, okay, you know, we're we're not giving up any hell. We'll even score a couple more. Um, do you think that Mane uh, got going or kind of woke up or took it a bit personally when uh, Arteta and Klopp had that uh, that little sideline banter? Apparently, it was over Mane being physical. I think. Um, do you think that that pushed him to get the the goal? Well, I think it was a mix of things. I think I think Arsenal ran into Liverpool at the worst time, and not only that, but I think Arteta really handled it badly, like leading up to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they ran into a Liverpool team. I mean, before they lost to West Ham, their last loss before that, like you can scroll back on on Flashcore and you can't find it. Like, mm-hmm. that's how long Liverpool went without a loss. And this group, when, when they lose, like, they respond good. Especially when you got, when you got Jurgen Klopp up top. It's not going to go good. So they already came and pissed off. <laughs> Arteta in the press came out and said, they're going to beat Liverpool. Like, he like, I, I, he did not like, say, oh, hold on. No, 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 no. Look, because, let's hold on. He didn't say he that. Did. No, yes, he, he said did. if we play in our top level. Right here. Any team that says the, the quote says, if we play at our top level, then we would we will be. And he was trying to give his team belief, but he said, if we there was an if in there, which they definitely didn't, they, they gave the ball away way too much. Actually, I think I believe Nuno Tavares got the assist for Jota's goal. Um, but uh, he to, to defend him on that part, I won't defend him on how he managed the game, how he, he brought the team into it, but he said, if we play at our top level, is what he said. Yeah. Um, then we'll beat them for the first time. And I think that's just him trying to give belief. I don't think he said we're going to beat them. Um, but he said if they raise their game, they yeah. will. Under the assumption that that they're going to play to the best of their ability. And Jurgen and they didn't. took that personal. <laughs> and they didn't, yeah. I mean, you, you're playing a team ah. that's, that's good in a buzzsaw as is. And then we saw there were the, the, the Arsenal made quite a, a couple. I'll say two of those goals – they made very bad uh, individual errors. And again, that's a team that's going to pounce on them. You give them that ball, they're going to pounce on them. And ask Frank Lampard what happens when you piss off Jurgen Klopp and the team. <laughs> ask Frank Lampard because he did that. And right after that, Trent uh, hit a free kick and, and celebrated right in front of Frank Lampard. And, and Klopp was laughing. They ended up winning that game. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm just going to quickly say my final thoughts on this game. I already said what I was happy about with the offense. Um, But 
and you're not gonna like this at all, but I gotta say it because this is we gotta be we gotta be truthful on this show, right? You know how mm -hmm. I am. I think Arsenal ran into a spree of games that they should have won, right? They 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 played teams that aren't the best. Yeah, right? I mean, that's true. We we talked about that. That yeah, there's a we I think we said it in one of the first episodes. There's a stretch so, of games they have to do well in. Yeah. Yeah, and they did it. And I think I I just think they're they're still in the works. And I think people got just a little bit too not you. I think you saw my prediction. That. It was three one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying you. I'm talking right. about people like Den. Got a little too excited. You know what I mean? And and just you know, that's why I think this game was a little bit hyped up more than it than it should have been. Um, I, again, in like five years, the rules can very well and probably will switch. Like there, there will be a time where me, Liverpool's fans, and, and Liverpool will probably bend over and, and take it up the ass by by an Arsenal team, especially if they keep these players. But they're still so young, and you're you're <laughs> you're playing squads like Liverpool and City and Chelsea with players in their prime. You know what I mean? That's, oh, that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. You know, so. And that's why I think Klopp took it personal because he's like, well, you got to respect, like, even if you play at your top level, you still have a, like a very young team. You're a very young manager. Like mm -hmm. to come at a, a manager of that caliber when you're that young. Um, I think it was Julian Nagelsmann that did it at Hoffenheim. And I think we just wiped them off the planet in Champions League when they did it. That's what I'm saying. Just don't agitate this Liverpool team because um, this game could have been like three or two nil if, Liverpool took it off the brakes, but I think they made it 4-0 because of the things leading up to it. Because, again, like against United, they showed mercy. Like, people know that could have been 7 or 8-0, like, legitimately. But I, <laughs> I just think Arsenal needs to just keep working and, and, and be a little bit more humble. And you're not going to like it, but be a little bit more humble, I, and, and they'll get there quicker than they think. I, like I just talking a year. I just don't know what was wrong about that comment to say that if we raise our level, just talking about his team, he never said anything about Liverpool's team or players, you know? Um, I don't know. I just didn't think they were out of control, um, but that's fine to think that way. Um, uh, <laughs> I, look, I, I agree with all the points you said actually about this the Arsenal team. They, they had a run of games against nice, easy teams. And it's clear there is a, separation between the top three and the rest um, and anyone battling for fourth right now. I think that's the, that's the big, the big battles are one through three electric battle for, for the champion. You know, we haven't had that in a long time. That's going to be exciting. Then you have a little slew of groups going for fourth because there's going to be a giant gap in my opinion. You saw it in this match. I, it's funny. I actually, you know, I predicted three, one, I wasn't, uh, yeah, we have, you know, fans do get carried away when you haven't lost since August, they get carried away. But I wasn't, uh, I actually wasn't too upset that I was missing this game at, at Anfield. If it was at the Emirates, I, I'd be a little more upset because I think it would, you know, we, we'd have a shot at maybe drawing or, or, or nicking something, but. Which um, we'll see later this season. That's true. Um, and, and they'll, they'll grow, but you know, I, I still don't think we'll, we'll be too close. I was just happy. You know, I'm getting score updates. I just want to give a little story on my end. It's getting score updates as it was happening. It's like, oh, it's only, we're only down one nothing at halftime. You know, either we nick, we can nick one and maybe draw it, or if we give one up, we lose two nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Then I see the two nothing goal. I'm like, okay, 
that's not awful. Then I see three, I'm like, and it was Salah. But then I don't know why, but something about seeing that fourth one and that it was Minamino. I, I, <laughs> he's not I was, bad. He's not was, bad. He's not. Yeah. But it just enraged me when it became four. Like I, from three, to, I've never seen myself get so much more upset about, you know, there's something about giving up if the fourth goal was to sell. I guess when it hit four and then seeing men, you know, I'm like, okay, well now they're kind of just like dancing and clowning us. And I mean, I wasn't watching it, but that's the impression I got. And then I saw the replay, but, but anyway, yeah, the, the, you know, Liverpool, great, you know, great offense. You don't want to give them those chances. I, for me looking at them, I'm happier for them. They got the clean sheet because that defense, if they could score all those goals, because they haven't had trouble scoring, but not give up goals after it. That's huge. Um, Cause goal difference is going to matter in, in Arsenal's terms. I agree. They're, they're young. They're, this is going to, this, there are going to be games like this. They're going to actually lose to a team. That's why I think people, I was excited. They didn't lose to a team in that stretch that you'd say, Oh, this is another, you know, typical Arsenal. They slip up. They're going to in December, they're going to lose to a team they shouldn't lose to. And they might be the team they should. And that's the problem with the young team. They're so, um, you know, uh, what is it? Inconsistent. And uh, yeah, we'll see them grow. But I don't think oh. that my ceiling for them is fourth, but I don't think they'll do that. But I'll be, I mean, I'm happy they're <laughs> in fifth right now. So let's go. And 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 I know I'm super harsh in business. And it, it probably seems like I actively root against Arsenal, but I don't, believe it or not. I am partial <laughs> to them, believe it or not. But yes. I like we have to give like I just I just said what I thought about Ole and I got to be fair about everyone like yeah oh yeah um, no no I, but I agree with you I think it's true I, you, I I might not be like the typical Arsenal fan that gets ahead of themselves it seems young they're like I said they're gonna lose to a team they they should beat um, I got two things though and I know I'm admitting it for the third straight time but I was 100 wrong on Emil Smith Rowe. Um, <laughs> He's fun. He is very fun to watch, but uh, I don't know if I've asked you this question. Maybe I have, or you know what? I went on TikTok live and you know who was on? Zah. And I asked him this question. I'm going to ask you this question. He answered me. Oh, um, good. Yeah. I'm going to ask, uh, ask you this question. Does it scare you that Emil Smith Rowe is scaringly very similar to Jack Wilshire? And at a time where, you know, Players are getting targeted a little bit more sometimes nowadays, you can say. Because um, I feel like players aren't protected as much now. Um, does it scare you that, like, a similar fate as Jack Wilshire can happen? Because he's playing very similar to Jack was when he was younger. Like, yeah. Barcelona Jack. And I don't know how he answered that question, but how I would answer it is this. I think I'm more excited or happy that that's what he is at least for now and that's what we're getting out of him um then if it hadn't happened and his risk goes down to get injured uh you, you know you always run a risk with players like you like you said Grealish like you said uh um uh Eden Hazard you know being a, being that type of guy that would try to run um I don't think it scares me uh, just because he's had a bunch of injuries before and yes if it happens it happens but I'm more happy that he plays like that than if he never had reached that level. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. What did he end up saying? <laughs> um, he said, I mean, he said that he he agreed. He thinks that the, the comparison, I use his thing, is, is scaringly very similar. He said you would think that, like, 
it was just Jack Wilshire reborn again. And he said, we just have to pray that he stays healthy because he is a generational talent. Like yeah. and, and, and he is raw like that. So it's like, he is 100% England's number 10 moving forward. I think like, and I have no problem saying that over my boy, Jack Grealish, if he doesn't even play the 10 anymore or like Madison or whatever. I think Smith Rowe has gone from an Arsenal Academy player while those guys were fighting for that spot. And I think he's lapped them, honestly. And I, I think Jack Grealish is an amazing player. But for some reason, when I look at a number 10, as someone that's fast, can turn, distribute the ball, um, I feel like when he's in a good team, I feel like a Mel Smith Rowe is more effective. Whereas when Jack Grealish was at Villa, he was used to like, doing everything by himself and now he's when he's on a team that's good like he's like all right so like i have less responsibility like you know what i mean it's kind of weird yeah. but yeah. i think smith Rowe is a better number 10 and that sounds so weird and it it pains me to say that because i love jack Grealish almost more than i love liverpool players but um huh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what i think it's a good point it really is um but, but honestly though i'm just happy that he's like that rather than get too scared just enjoy it while you while you can and yeah you're right um but, but things like Wilshire they happen but not terribly often because you know you, there are players like like that you know Grealish Foden um you know some of these guys that that we'll see we'll have to see how they and you and you hope as he progresses like we know Jack Wilshire how he felt about Arsenal and still does I mean yes. I think I saw the video you posted about the Tottenham jersey um <laughs> was which was great we should re we should retweet that um yeah. mm -hmm. uh you just hope that if he's courted same thing with phone that if he's courted by a barcelona or real madrid that um if he's under the circumstance where if arsenal offers him a similar deal he'll stay you know what i mean that's what we we should hope so they, yeah they have to do what they can to keep him in, in sock and hopefully uh you know managing those guys and, and then they just have to make good purchases because they ha hadn't done that until maybe recently this year, we will see how some of those players turn out, but they need a central midfielder bad. If you could get some backup for him, someone that could protect him a little bit. Wilshire didn't have that. So um, what are your thoughts on Nuno Tavares? Yeah, curious. he, <laughs> he had a bad giveaway. He had a really bad giveaway. Um, and I don't think he played a good game. Um, I think he is what Arsenal got him to be. He is backup for Kieran Tierney. The issue is a lot of Arsenal fans got carried away because he played amazing the past three, four, five weeks. Um, but in a big game like this, you see he's maybe not ready for that role. But but I think he's a great backup, he's, and that's what he's there for. And, and maybe he could be a, a starter one day. But it's a it was a great buy, I think, considering how often Kieran Tierney gets injured. So that's what, is, I, what I rated. Is Nuno Tavares is he Portugal's um, yes. starting left hand? I don't think he starts for them, but he came over from Benfica. So he's, he was pretty, he's, he's uh, like yeah. only 20. He's young. He's like 20 or 21. Yeah. He's 21. Yeah. He's, he's very young. And I, I think it was goodbye and he could cover for Tierney, but I think if Tierney had been healthy, they should have started Kieran, Kieran Tierney against Liverpool. Um, okay. But he kind of supplanted him because of how well he played last few weeks. He gets up pretty far in attack. Um, but again, you saw the error he made was, was critical because it was only one nothing, I believe, at that point. Um, and then the and, flood and, over, so. and I think, you know, uh, in the past two years, we've kind of glimpsed over Arsenal a lot. But I think I like that we're talking about them more now because 
now they are seriously uh, a contender for like number the number four spot. And that's, yeah. that's not that you can't even debate against that. So um, that's why I'm saying like now watch them because uh, yeah. they play a fun brand and they got young players that are developing at a rapid pace. So um yeah. yeah, and I think Arteta's trusting him a little more to let him play. You saw too much structure before, um, he, and as a manager, people are like he kind of sucks. Like the attack's boring. You've wow, seen you're going at our boy Unai. I that's a, that's a dig at Unai. Well, I no, know. I mean, no, even under early Arteta. No, I'm talking about early. I think when Arteta came in, no, I'm just talking about Arteta. He was told fix the defense first. And to do that, he took a lot of creativity away. But you see now the way they play, especially when Thomas Party's in, um, that's why they need another midfielder so bad. Because when he's not there, uh, they struggle. Lokonga's young. He'll learn. He gave a ball away too. You know, it, I think when you get a little more protection there and then you have Garbalish, as you'd call him, um, then they get, a, they get a little more creative. And that's what you're seeing. And I think that's what the fans are seeing. And, yeah, I think their ceiling is four. Uh, I believe, honestly, if you put a gun to my head, will they finish this year? Six, five, maybe, but you got to be optimistic and say, hey, it could be four if other teams struggle and they play well and they're only three points behind West Ham. Even though they lost this last game, they didn't fall on the table because a lot of a lot of teams lost. <laughs> so that's um, very true. Is a lot of teams lose. Maker? What was that? Is, is um I something that other than this game, something I've noticed is when parties in the lineup, I feel like the mood is a little bit better mm-hmm. amongst your amongst the Arsenal fan base and like that they, they, they do better with him in the lineup. Is he the guy that's like a little under the radar when you look at this team and like, like he's not like, he's like the Jordan Henderson, but like maybe a little bit better. Like, you know, he, he does good stuff, but it's unnoticeable, but it makes a big difference. Possibly. Am I right? I'd say that's an exact comparison. You don't even have to say it a little better. I think he is like, like Jordan Henderson. Um, And, and when he's not there, it's a little disoriented in the, in the middle of the park. Uh, and, and, you know, Granite Shaka is going to come back soon. Um, he's going to play during AFCON, but uh, well, I'd rather have him than when party's gone. Yeah. I'd rather have him than, than El Neni or, I mean, Maitland Niles, maybe. Is, he, is he still on the lineup? Is he still in the squad? Who, El Neni? Yeah. He's still, he'll play. He'll play like backup, but the, I mean, the early oh, he's, options. He's still a personal player. Yeah. Oh, I thought he's gone. No, I he's at like Valencia or something. He, he got loaned. The, their only oh. options outside party are Wakanga, Shaka's hurt, um, Maitland Niles, and El Nenny, and that's all they got. They need a center midfielder uh, bad that can play back there. They've tried Odegaard back there, but that's not his place. He he plays up top more. So, um, yeah, they, I think I don't know if it's because he's good or if because he's like the only like good one that's established. Um, but yeah, it is a huge difference when he's back there because he's a little older. He's like 27, 28. He kind of is a leader. And amongst a bunch of young players, you you need that. Like Garbalish is stepping up, but you need a guy like Tom. That's why the mood's so big when Thomas Party's playing. Um, it, you know, it'd be great if he's fully healthy again and plays more games. But uh, they need that's something they need to buy in January. If they can't get him in January, they have to get him in the summer. You have to get a central midfielder. So, um, yeah. That's very good takes, though, on, on Arsenal. I think you're very accurate. So it seems to me you have been watching them a little bit. <laughs> Quite a bit, actually. Um, yeah. That's they, what I'm saying. Have, People think I don't like Arsenal, but it's the opposite. I'm telling you, it's the opposite. Well, I mean, I just, it's, I just have to be the asshole of the show. You know, I have to be the well, Jason Cundy. Well, it's also easy. I mean, 
they've they've been an easy target. They've stuck. I mean, let's be honest. They have they haven't been good till September, and and it's only been two three months. They've been decent, so they need to establish themselves um, because you can't just win three four games and say, oh, we're back. It takes a while. So well, uh, I'm here to say since they're a serious top four contender, the reason why we just spoke about them for like thirty fucking minutes, <laughs> I'm saying it. Arsenal is back. So, all right, let's go. And that's why I would say after a 4 0 loss, but believe in the process. Well, the fact that people got excited about this game, I think, says a little bit, right? So, um, you know, there's a huge gap, huge gap between the, the you know, the top three and, and the rest. So, yeah, I mean, the ones that are sad about this, all the teams are going to lose to, well, a lot of them are going to lose to Liverpool this bad at Anfield. So, um, you go on and you say, well, was it an awful game or were there some big mistakes made? And then you, you play such a good team that finishes them. That's what happens. So, uh, well, hey man, you know, asshole away. We, we, <laughs> he, he had it worse than it was at their ground. So yeah, right. At least we didn't lose to Washford for one. So that's, that's okay. And yeah, you guys killed Ole. You're right. Um, so yeah. So, um, should we go to a, well, we are talking about Liverpool with a big win here. Should we talk about their, their former player that's a manager now, just real briefly. Yeah. Villa two, Brighton nil. Watkins and Ming scoring in the last, what, six, seven minutes uh, to give Steven Gerrard his first yeah. Premier League victory as a manager. Um, do you think Villa were going to win this game against the struggling Brighton anyway? Or did you see some things or, or think that, hey, maybe Steven Gerrard has something in him um, that, that brings on late winners like this? I thought, so here's what I thought. I thought it'd be a draw because mm-hmm. Brighton's good, but then like, you're like, well, Gerard's only been there like five days, so it's like he can't implement his strategies or anything, really. You know what I mean? All he can do is give the players a pep talk and a slap on the ass if they go out there. But yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I think helped is just like kind of going off the Zidane thing. Like, I think when you give players um, like a manager that's like, you know, they they grew up, these players from Bill grew up knowing who Steven Gerard was, right? Mm-hmm. They've yep. seen him do so much and so it's immediately it's someone that they respect. And whenever he says something, they're going to do it. And right now they're playing their hearts out to earn their spots in the starting 11. And, you know, they know Gerard's there for the long term, um, or at least they hope, you know what I mean? So um, that's where I thought they'd get the extra pep. And that's what I think got them to win 2 nothing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they were on a five-game losing streak. And anytime you get a win, even if it's against a team that's struggling a bit, you say, hey, that's that's positive. And I noticed, too, I don't know if this was him bringing over formation. They went 4-3-3 this time. And so versus the 4-2-3-1. That's what, that's what Rangers played. They played with wing. Believe it or not, I paid attention to Rangers as hard as it was mm-hmm. in the Scottish leagues. And that is, that's how he played. He likes his wingers. Right. And, 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 and what that might do is that may be able to let someone like Buendia be a little more creative but not have to take up so much space he played on the wing but kind of tucked in a little bit um and then when you have three midfielders behind you you know you're not as worried whereas if you have the the two uh and you lose it you're in trouble so maybe some of those guys played with some freedom you know a little bit and uh they did get a clean sheet which they hadn't gotten in a while so yeah i think positive impact steven gerard over there and i know you guys with brian have a little bet going on um, <laughs> well, with, I mean, I'm not going to take that bet because it's robbery. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about it right now because in the other match, Norwich, new, other new manager, Dean Smith, also won his match. 
which is quite impressive. Um, Jay Adams scored early for Southampton. We thought, oh boy, here we go again. But Jay Adams, friend of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> friend of the pod. But Pookie scored, so Pookie, Pookie watches back. And then uh, we had Hanley getting a winner. And I know he's been a bit of a joke before in the past. So shout out Grant Hanley. Um, but, uh, you know. I don't know who that is, but yeah. <laughs> he was the one that scored, I believe, a few years ago, the first goal of the season. But it was an own goal when it was uh, Liverpool against Norwich. I don't know if you guys remember playing him. Oh, yeah, year, yeah. Two, two when they came ago. up like three years ago. <laughs> it was an Oh, own yeah. Goal. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I know what you're going to be talking about. Yeah. So, um so, yeah, uh, you know, well, first of all, let me ask you, which win was more impressive? Steven Gerrard that we just talked about or um, Dean Smith getting Norwich to to win a game, finally? Well, he got to go with Dean Smith. Um, <laughs> just because he, I mean, Norwich, we were taking him to be the worst team ever. I think mm-hmm. I said that. I was like, man, they're going to be the worst team. They're going to, I think it was Derby County, finished with 11 points one season. But uh, these these were big three points for Norwich to not become the worst team. So he has the yeah. worst squad in the Premier League, you know. So um, let's see what he does with it, I guess. And what's your bet with Brian? There was a lot going on yesterday. I was, I think, I was teaching, and I kind of just skimmed. So what's the final bet? And, and then he can confirm at the footy corner too. Whoever gets more points as a manager this season wins. So it's like Gerard against with Villa against. Um, Dean Smith <laughs> at Norwich, and he th- and he said Dean Smith, and and it's Malort shots for the loser. Yeah, so it's going to be Malort shots for pretty much Brian. Yeah. Oof. Well, it's it is a hot take, um, because yeah, that that team is, um, <laughs> they're interesting. Yeah. They're tough. But but yeah, shout out to him. How monumental is his task to keep them up? I mean. With that win, actually, believe it or not, Norwich now has two wins in a row, and they're only three points away from safety. Uh, but do you think he has that... the toughest job in soccer right now? He okay. has the toughest job in 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 world football at the moment with walking into that locker room with <laughs> with just like maybe like one or two actually like good players, and just being like, "All right, guys, we gotta get out of the relegation zone." Uh, in the Premier League, so that's you know that's not fun, you know. Okay, right. I I can't think of a harder job than that. I I agree with you. I I, I don't uh, I don't think there is one. I mean, outside of between now and December, maybe Eddie Howe until he gets like new players, uh, because MBS might you know get mad. And if you're <laughs> managing and MBS gets mad, that's probably yeah. not a good thing for your li- like life. You you should probably. Just what's it called when you like just run away from a country, exile or something? Seek, seek asylum, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eddie Howe on asylum watch, pretty much. That's what we should have. Eddie Howe asylum watch. And do not stop at a consulate, please. Like that. That is yeah. that's a no go with MBS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's MBS's yeah, bread and butter. Dean Smith's job is is wild. So yeah, I just want to put those in because you know new manager bumps. Um, Chelsea beating Leicester, staying at the top. Uh, Rudiger, Conte, and Pulisic in his in, in you know in his return back. He hadn't played in a while in the Premier League. Three um, 0 Chelsea at the KP. 
before we get into Leicester a bit and the Brendan Rodgers stuff, uh, anything anything about Chelsea? I just think it's a nice sound win. They stay at the top. Um, they got the job done. Yeah, um, they just continue to to impress. Um, as I said, that Sadio Mane scores for Liverpool. They're up oh, one nothing. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as I know you asked during the panel, you asked everyone to rank them one through three, and you've done that for a couple weeks or a couple times now. And every time I put City and Liverpool ahead of Chelsea, and it's wins like this that make me think, you know, all right, maybe they are, you know, for real, for real, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I still stand by this. I think it's Toiko. Thomas Tycho, I, I can't even say his name right. I don't know why. Um, I think he gets not just the best out of his team, but he like somehow gets them to perform. I feel like if if ninety like five percent of managers to like ninety nine walk into that locker room, like they can't get the same results from that squad. I'm sorry, but like I I can't look at that starting eleven. Um, like before Tycho, like think about it as Frank Lamp- Frank Lampard starting eleven, and just being like, "Yeah, this team is better than Liverpool and City starting 11. I c- I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. you could have had a case with Tottenham. Like, could have at the beginning, of, like, like before his reign. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think low key, my man is like damn near at the top of the 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 managers list for me like i'm talking like possibly like number two or one manager this season? I, I think more than this season like i think he's like for me right now i think he's i think he's the best manager in the world okay wow hey there you go i mean currently who is the best yeah. manager in the world at the footy corner to let us know who you think um is the best manager in the world that's a good show also good to see pulisic i mean we saw him score for uh for the USA, um, mm-hmm. American watch, by the way. It's good to good, good that he's scoring for Chelsea again because uh, I, I still rate him very highly, and I feel like the hype kind of died around him, but I, I still get excited when he comes on. I think the injury yeah. kind of took away some hype, and, you know, maybe he got benched a little bit, but he's so fun to watch, man. When he's in form, man, it's insane. Yeah, nope, I agree. He's uh, he's a, he's a nasty, a nasty player when he's when he's looking good, and and there are teams that are apparently in in for him still just to drag him away from Chelsea. Uh, I'm hearing Hopefully they do hearing it you, too. <laughs> hearing you guys are involved, um, I did not know that, but I, I mean, no, I I just want to see him consistently play first team. You know what okay. I mean? And I feel like maybe Chelsea's not giving him that chance. Whether it's because they have more talent, um, mm-hmm. that's better than him. I, I'm not debating that. I'm just saying it's important for him to get playing time because we saw how much he progressed at Dortmund when he was playing. Um, And obviously he's still progressing, but not nearly as fast as he should be, I think. And if we keep that going, um, he'll be uh, world-class in my honest opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of managers, uh, Brendan Rogers, you know, he was talked about as the United manager. He came out and said, Hey, it's disrespectful. For you guys to be talking about this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm employed here, but, you know, you see Lester come out flat after all that mentioned, uh, you know, two things. One, it, was that a distraction, you think, for the team that Brendan Rodgers was talked about, or did he, good, did he do a good job of squishing it? And two, the other thing being, are we getting worried a little bit about Lester's form here lately? 
It's over, dude. The, <laughs> it's. I mean, they had a good run. They really did. And now Leicester is going to be like a mid-table team moving forward. Okay. So They've then, gotten older. You know, uh-huh. the younger players like Yuri Tillman's are – they signed up. They signed up, but now they're just going to let their contracts run. And I mean, he's turned down his last three offers, I think, from Leicester. So he's made it pretty clear that he's not going to be there. You know, so it's it's kind of they're getting older. The the young talent wants to leave. I think Madison, um, you know, he was so close to going to Arsenal. I think at one point, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Saying that? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. Very so close. I mean, like it's it's all kind of and like you said. There's talks about Rogers going to a bigger club. I mean, it's it's kind of all falling in all these years. I think um, I think it was kind of like a what do you call it? Like a Disney story. That's uh, finally going to come back down to earth. That's that's what I think. What do you think? Well, I was going to say, but you said something, and I'll come back. You said something about Brendan Rodgers being good, though, potentially, for United. At, you know, at, To what extent, though, if this is how it's going with Leicester? He'll be a good five-year manager, I think. Okay. Oh, and you think that five years is up right now with Leicester? Oh, because yeah. you guys had, yeah. your good, cause you had good years with Liverpool, too. Yeah, and then, exactly. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so he's but good. He's also... Yeah, he's also the type, though, that walk into a, um, a locker room. I think he'll really stand by his morals. Like, I think he'll put players in their place. And, like, even if they don't respect them, he'll say, all right, mm-hmm. fucking on to the next one. You know what? And United's the type of team where they have so much talent that he can afford to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll if they don't respect them, he'll make certain ones respect them. And he'll get the mm-hmm. best out of those players. Because we saw it with Luis Suarez. I mean, we saw it with, with those players at Liverpool. So. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he could do the same at, at United for a little bit, but he's kind of like the Mourinho type where when he falls off, it's, you know, after like four or five years, um, mm-hmm. it's, it, it'll be over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you asked me, you asked my take about Leicester. I, I feel similarly, I think eighth, ninth, I mean, I think they're 13th right now, but you know, around nine, 10 sounds about right this season. Um, anytime you're depending on Johnny Evans as your main center back, yeah. <laughs> he he's he's gonna do well for a little bit but he's getting older he's not getting you know much better i think i feel like people have figured out caglar a little bit you know he started out so well um and you know even when you have all brighton as like a wing back i don't know there are just some some holes they, i mean they have great players up front and you mentioned telemans he didn't play in this one and you got a question like what is his level of um He's got an ankle injury right now, but what's his level level of dedication to a team he doesn't see his future with? Um, And so if there are players like that, yeah, then if you don't buy in, especially when you don't have all the talent like the top three teams and you have maybe two of your best players not buying in, like you mentioned Tielemans, you mentioned Madison, you take those guys out of that. Now, you know, Two-Face, Harvey Barnes look great, but you, I mean, you don't have anyone in the middle of the park to control the game. That's where you're getting run. That's where they're getting run over the midfield. And and, and Didi, you know, he's good, but he's one person. Um, And and so they've been throwing like Sumare in there. And I think it's a little too early for him and and any of these other guys in the, in the middle of the park and you're missing Telemans and Madison on that. Then yeah, I think, uh, I think that's causing them some issues. So. And, and, you know, Vardy's, I I know every year we say, Oh, he's getting older. He's getting older, but I'm saying, I'm talking about future, like a year or two. Uh, the milk, I mean, it's going to go stale. Like, eventually the Red <laughs> Bull and all that 
is gonna hit him. You know what I mean? So he can't keep doing this forever. And I feel like he's pushed him well over the limits. Um, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like those players, it's it. The time is running out. Yeah. You know. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. just what it is. Yeah, that's a team that that could be on the decline at the footy corner too. We want to hear your thoughts on Leicester. Um, let's turn over to Tottenham leagues two one Tottenham came back. Uh, you know, our boy, former, uh, United player, James scoring for Leeds, and then Hoiberg and Regulon, who Jeff last episode called a transformer. Um, <laughs> when he was <laughs> drinking his wine out of the, or uh, his Guinness out of the wine glass, but Brian, I want to give a shout out. Brian did call Regulon as a goal scorer. He recognized that in Conte's system, the wingers do stuff. Um, Conte getting his first league win. Are you more impressed with Tottenham's comeback or kind of disappointed they're at home? And if you look at the stats, they were out-possessed. They were out-shot. Um, so, you know, are you more impressed with the comeback? Or are you saying, like, wait, you're playing Leeds at home. What, what What's going on here? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. But I think one thing is for sure is whatever halftime adjustments were made were the correct ones. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was, you know, that's great that we saw that from um, from Conte. But, uh, yeah, it, it is concerning. And, like, I know we should be talking about Tottenham and Conte and, their, you know, their win. But, like, Leeds are in 17th now, man. Like, for a team that, you know, performs so well. And I'm not personally big on them, but for some reason the football world is, is big on uh, Biesla. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for when you have a quote-unquote, I'll say quote-unquote because I don't believe this, but when you have an amazing manager like him and, um, you know, you have a squad like that, um, should you, I know we're still only 11 games in the season, but you shouldn't be flirting with that 17 spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a team that's had it. And their last win was against Norwich, and the one before that was Watford. So it's not like they're beating anyone of note either. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's a bit shocking. Yeah, they are. And this season, but, you know, that's what worried me about Tottenham stats, that they, against a team like Leeds, they're just giving away so much possession. Granted, they won. But, yeah, Leeds, Leeds is a team, folks, that, you know, it's getting close to Christmas, and we know that when you get to Christmas time, the teams that are in the relegation zone are really in danger because they, they generally are the ones that, don't make it and you know when you have <laughs> norwich surging newcastle might buy some players we know they stink now but who knows what they'll look like in january and you know it's, who knows what's going to happen so leeds is uh, is in trouble even though they have such an electric team um patrick bamford will be back soon so maybe that'll help i don't know but uh yeah they could get relegated so yeah. any, anything anything about these teams before we round out the other results um no all right so uh city a pretty easy win over everton i'll say sterling rodri and silva all the goals there Uh, wolves kind of a bit of a shocking win over west ham uh raul is back and and i want to apologize to people there were two guys that picked raul as their goal scorers and then changed and I believe it's because I said that he's playing in the match that we are currently watching between Mexico and Canada. Um, so I'm sorry to those that had picked them and then changed and didn't get their goal score right. Um, so there's that. 
Burnley and Palace played with 3-3 draw. Benteke, who's been on fire, scoring a brace there. Uh, Gehi, the other goal for Palace, whereas Ben Mee, uh, Wood, and again, Maxwell Cornett scoring for Burnley. And then Newcastle and Brentford played with a 3-3 draw. Lascal scoring one in the correct net and then scoring one in the wrong net. Uh, other goal scores were Tony, uh, Rico Henry, Alonso Maximan, and our boy, Joe Clinton, got a goal in that match. Wait, I didn't make picks? No, you did. Oh. You made picks. You just didn't make bets. You made picks. Yeah. Um, I total at 145 still. Oh, I don't know. What, what sheet are you looking at? Oh, we haven't. I haven't. The intern releases after the episode. Yeah. Oh. You're on the okay. Twitter. You're on the Twitter. You, you're not at 145 anymore. I'll, I'll mention. Yeah. No, you're up there. You're good. 145 would still be in first, by the way. <laughs> I know, um, but, yeah. Any comments on those matches or anything that stood out to you? Maybe West Ham dropping three at Wolves or more impressive that Wolves are, are moving up there at six? I think, I think I picked Wolves to win. You did. You did. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah. I saw this coming, man. I I I see these things. <laughs> Shout out Wolves. Last seven matches, five wins, one loss, one draw. So they're looking good. Um, they get Norwich and Burnley, and then after that, it gets a little. They get a little bit of a test. So um, let's see how they can do. You you mentioned it. You did say they were losing the teams that they should lose to, and now they're starting to beat teams they should beat. So, but West Ham is a, is a very good win, I think. Um, yeah, 100%. yeah. So, so there's there's that was my take. Any any takes for you on that? Newcastle still no wins on the season. <laughs> <laughs> no. So okay. Uh, just a couple of last things. Just I, I want to mention a few things that happened around the league. They were kind of big, and then Champions League. I don't know how much we have to say about that, but uh, it, there was rumors that ESPN was going to get the rights to the Premier League when they it ran out in 2022. But it looks like now NBC countered came back and won the two billion pound tv rights beating out espn and cbs how do you feel about that um i was hoping it'd be espn Mm -hmm. just because uh i mean well we have espn plus and um i don't know i just like it's just so convenient to go on espn plus all the apps and um it's I feel like it's still showing to the public more, you know, like sports center would start talking about soccer a lot more if ESPN mm-hmm. had it. Like, I feel like for the United States, ESPN would have been huge, like just for popularity. Right. And just getting yeah. it talked about. And I know it's, it's made like so much progress as is, but can you imagine if it was, a, if it was on ESPN and mm-hmm. like they had, then they'd start making their morning shows talk about it. They'd show like half of the like half highlights when you watch Sports Center. Like that's why I was hoping it'd be uh, ESPN. Like is NBC the key, the Peacock motherfuckers? Are they the same they, motherfuckers do that shit? They are. They are. They are. Yeah. Yep. Fuck them. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. It's hard to watch games. Like even with NBC, that's why I don't like them. Um, I don't know how. They, like, I mean, they make money because people buy like peacock or some shit like that like and that just annoys me <laughs> i mean because we already pay it most people already have espn plus because we like to watch our hockey or college basketball games or whatever or like for me ufc right that's on that's on espn plus so um 
you know, like right now it's like I still have to look up dodgy streams to watch Liverpool sometimes. That kind of sucks. You know what I mean? So that's why I was kind of bummed about it for, for multiple reasons. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I was hoping you might disagree because we could have a go at it at each other. But because so many people were like, oh, when it first came out, ESPN could get it. They were all over. No, no, NBC should have it. NBC should have it. And, and I agree, like some of their, their analysts are good, but but who's to say they can't move them over? Like those that have seen the transition of hockey from NBC to ESPN, some of the people oh, are the exact yeah. same. So Right? I mean, you go to the studio, some of the people are the exact same. Some people are better. They've added Wayne Gretzky. To, to their you know to their group um yeah but but people like liam McHugh are still there like the main present you're not you, you know there's a chance you don't lose rebecca low you know she might go over um so you know a lot of people that were so into that part of it you know and they were worried oh taylor twelman is going to come on my screen well i hate to i hate to say it, but taylor twelman speaks a lot of truth like, no be- people that hate on taylor twelman are nonces like they are well, my they are nonces of the century but a lot of people do, and, and they don't think like he, he, he is, he says it the way the English people say it. He's very blunt about things. Like, that's what you want. You want a guy with opinions. So look, I'm, I'm saying a lot of people look at him as just like an MLS merchant. Like, you know, like, but he had a great career. Like, mm-hmm. as an, for an American player at the time he played, you know how hard it is to get noticed to, to go to Europe? Like, you can't right. fault him for that. He played on the national team. And, like, he has every right to say to be to be harsh on these guys because a lot of people don't like analysts that do that because like, oh he never played the game or like he didn't play at a high level taylor tolman did it all like and he'll say it how it is and if yeah. it's your team and you're getting offended by it grow thicker skin because um he says the truth and he's not afraid to say it and he's done it to the u.s men's national team and i bet you everyone on that roster has seen that clip yeah what are we doing <laughs> yeah it, the gloves are off at this point, and we and people got to be real. And well, you and I have it. talked about this off camera. Well, guess what? I see that little red light. It's on, and yeah. I'm going to bring it up right now. Okay. The, criti- the gloves should have been off years ago. We should have been having real criticism. And the discussion after Brazil, Max, was can we beat the Colombias and the Belgians and the Argentinas of the world? Are you kidding me? We can't beat Trinidad on a field that's too wet and too heavy? <laughs> what are we doing? This- what are we doing? Yeah. Yep. Yep. His yeah. message was fucking echoed across I, U.S. soccer Twitter. It's because it was him. Yeah. No, it's true. And so, you know, people were so caught up on that stuff, but it's like the, the announcers will be fine. John Champion is on ESPN. He's great. It, they would have figured that out. And it's exactly, Ian Darka? Yeah, Ian Darka's ESPN too. And yep. it's exactly what you said is the reason why I would have been so happy because the ESPN Plus app, everyone has it. Everyone is watching something, and you know that if you're getting ESPN app, that you're not going to have another bullshit thing come through. Because it wasn't NBC Gold a thing, and then it became Peacock. They moved it over. Then you had to have certain subscriptions, and and then they're putting originally, yeah. Remember NBC Gold, and then they're putting the good, and then they're putting these days they're putting the big games on Peacock. Like I believe one of the Liverpool City games was on Peacock. You know, it's like, wait, yeah. why isn't this on the television for everyone? You know, fuck, you should put this on NBC. Forget forget NBCSN. You know, they'll put Brighton and West Ham on NBC on a Saturday at 1130. You can't put, you're telling me you can't put Liverpool and Man City on N- on normal NBC and, and you have that on Peacock. That, that pisses me off a little bit. So, um, 
yeah, sorry, you heard my my outrage uh, about that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I would have been happy if ESPN got it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, like, dude, I 100% agree. Um, yeah. And like I said, yeah, like, I, and you were right. I remember NBC was good with it because at the beginning, you just had to go on their website. Remember at the very beginning, you just went on their website and like if it wasn't on NBC or NBC Sports, whatever, you, you could just go on the website and just stream it on your computer. Like it was, yep. it was super easy. And now they just add more and more shit you got to pay for. Or like there's this, that, you got to go here. It's like, dude, just give us like two games on the TV. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'll sign up for your website for, you know, whatever but then just like let us watch all the games if we want to watch it like don't don't add peacock don't add this don't try like putting all this other stuff into it because you know what mm-hmm. i mean then it that's that's why they won the bidding because people people will purchase it you know right. what i mean right. espn yeah. is simple they're just like look we're gonna put all your games on espn plus and we'll even fucking put someone on fucking channel 34 and on everyone's tv <laughs> and unfortunately uh, money won it, and you know it, it's going to hurt us at the end of the day. Honestly, so. mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll unfortunately we have to um, watch that play out for I think until twenty twenty eight. So uh, and if you're that. the type of person, and if you're the type of person that um, that pays for it just because of because of the personalities, you're a nonce. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a nonce because <laughs> people that want to watch games that aren't always available, like mm-hmm. we want to watch those games without fucking signing up for Peacock Plus, Paramount Junior, Senior. Fuck all that, dude. Like you're a nonce if you're saying, oh, NBC because they have this guy. No, 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 no you're a nonce. Fair, fair enough. At the footy corner to let us know um, what you all think. Um, CBS was another option, but yeah, I... I... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm not too fond of their their work either. So um, let us know. Last thing I want to say before we get to the they're good with the tournament match. though. What, they're what's good up? With March they're good with March Madness. So I'll give them that. Oh, that's true. I oh, I'll give them March Madness. I just, they, I mean, they don't they do Champions League right now? Isn't that them that does it? So oh yeah, they're shite at that. Also, college basketball. Yeah. Shout out Purdue. Quick. There shout we go. Out. Yes. Shout out Boilermakers. We actually have a really good team. This I feel really good about them. That's all I got to say. Knock on wood. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, it's early, but they look good. Um, I just them and Gonzaga. Them and Gonzaga. Okay. Um, Gareth Southgate gets a new contract extension through 2024. His original was supposed to run out in 2022 um, after Qatar. They signed him up through the Euros. Um, good move or bad move? Good move. Okay. I was going to I was going to agree. I was going to see if you disagree with that. But, yeah, a lot of people were wondering why. But, I mean, he's – He's taken him to second overall, right in the uh, in the Euros, and he got him to the semis of the World Cup. That, that's his tournament background. That's his tournament rec- tournament ah, tournament record. How can you argue that, right? Yep, I think he's one of the most underrated managers uh, in the world, and one of the most unappreciated because England fans, it's part of their DNA to just nitpick everything. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you think he'd be good at a club? Or he's just good because he's doing what he's doing right now. Um, I think I think he's where he should be. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. I don't I don't know if he'd be better at a club to be honest. Yeah, I think it's just so different um, that I'm not sure how it would work at a club. Like I I don't. I wish I you know what at the footy corner too. If you guys can find some examples of 
um, records of coaches at their club versus country and see, let's see if there's any trend. Um, yeah, it's tough because Mancini was good at, he's been good at both. Uh, <laughs> I think Mancini though, he, he, he's, man, I think he's very good. I rate him very highly. He's very, he's <laughs> diverse, man. That man, I mean, he's, he, he's taken on challenges. He's, he's done, he's done it all really. Right. Uh, he's done yeah. Really yeah. And I know Sampoli has also, the, the Chile manager has also, I think, managed in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Napoli? Wild. Someone. Um, I thought, so didn't yeah. it be Sevilla? Could have, could have been. I don't, I can't remember who he was managing recently, but I mean, there was a fight in that game and I was like, no one mess with this guy. He's, I mean, pit bull on <laughs> he's steroids. Like five foot, yeah, he's like five foot eight, but man, yeah. he looks like he kicked the shit out of anyone, to be honest. Pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, I know he's done it. I don't know who else. So, if anyone finds some statistics or anything for us, let us know at the footy corner. Two, I think everyone's going to say Southgate may be a good move, but let's see who does. And I want to hear different opinions. Um, yeah. So, let's go to Champions League around Europe. It's, it might be kind of difficult because there are games happening right now as we speak on the air. Uh, so we can kind of speak to Tuesday's results a little bit first while these, these games grow. Chelsea, the big one, Chelsea winning 4-0 uh, against Juventus to take control of that group. Uh, Man United in their first match under Carrick winning 2-0. So the English team's looking good. Um, I made a joke with people because United was struggling for quite a bit. And De Gea made a really good save to, to keep it 0-0. I don't know if you were, were you watching a little bit of that, that match? Uh, no. Okay, so he made a big save, and then Ronaldo scored late. And in my head, I'm thinking, I bet you Carrick was – he talks to his assistant. He's like, pull out the emergency plan, because it was like 70th minute or something. He goes to the intern. Intern pulls out the emergency plan, and it's an Olay mask. And they put the Olay mask on Carrick. Ronaldo sees it, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to save my manager. Forgetting that Ole's been fired, <laughs> scores the goal. That's exactly what. That's exactly how they won. I mean, it's pretty the simple. Yeah, it's the Ole mask. Uh, and then I, what I think was the most significant result, maybe Barcelona at home, drawing Benfica nil nil, leaving it to the last match day, which is not favorable for them. Have you seen that with Barcelona? Who are they? Who are they playing on the last match day? Bayern Munich. Mate, so, they're, only, they're only two points ahead of Benfica. At Bayern Munich is their last game, and Benfica hosts Dinamo Kiev. Bro, they're not going to qualify. So it's possible, folks, that, yeah, exactly. It's, if Benfica wins and Barcelona loses, Benfica gets in. Uh, I'm wondering if they draw what happens, because what happened in their other match? Uh, Barcelona, oh, even if they tie, even if Barcelona ties – and Benfica wins, Benfica advances. So basically, if Benfica wins, they're in because Bar- uh-huh. <laughs> Barcelona has to win that Bayern, mate. They're not. That's not going to happen. They might go to Europa. That's wild. Well, you know what? That's what you get for being what you what you were. There you go. Uh, so yeah. Um, so other notes from Thursday. Or, sorry, Tuesday matches. Bayern Munich's through. Man United officially is through now to the next round. Um, it's between really Villarreal and Atalanta to see who will get the second spot there. Um, we talked about Barcelona and Benfica. In the nonce group, or what, what we call the Europa group, every team is alive to win the group. 
Lille, Salzburg, Sevilla, and Wolfsburg are all within three points. So that might be one to watch, I guess. And then Chelsea and Juventus in Group H are through. Chelsea is in first, and they'll probably finish in first. So there, there's that. There anything about those bottom four groups that you want to mention? Um, no, no, I got nothing there. All right. I don't know if your stream is is ahead or behind. I know you put money on PSG. I would just say to watch your screen for a little bit uh, because uh, I, I'm currently packing packing shit to go back home. Okay. So I'll let you know right now, PSG has scored uh, at the Etihad, and it is Kylian Mbappe in the 50th minute. So um, games that have ended today, Ajax beat Besiktas and Inter beat Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, what does that mean? That means that Ajax is through. Ajax has clinched a spot. Uh, to the round of 16. Um, Dortmund is losing to Sporting 2 nothing, and that puts Dortmund in big danger of getting knocked out. Uh, what else do we have? The Inter result, what that means is that if Sheriff loses to Real Madrid and they're losing 2 nothing right now, the Cinderella season story mate is over. Sheriff is going to be out. Uh, so... It'd mean that Inter and Real Madrid go through. Um, and then Liverpool's already through. Oh, there's 0-0. Zero, zero. Did that goal, goal get called back? You said um, Bonnie scored. Yeah, yeah. Oh, VAR. Yeah, VAR. Well, they're going to win the group. And really, it's going to be between Porto and Atletico Madrid for second. And right now, PSG just scoring took a lead in the group over Manchester City. So there are two points out of City. But PSG and City as everything stands, have advanced because Club Bruges is getting dicked by Leipzig for nothing. So um, anything to mention about those? Anything surprising no, there? Um, no, but it sucks to see Sheriff um, lose. Yeah, RIP so, Sheriff. Um, yeah. Wow. Date- That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> Date of execution for sheriff. Uh, what what is it today? Eleven twenty four. David Alaba and Tony Cruz have killed them. So, yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. Um, anything else on Champions League for now? I guess really after the last match week, we'll have good amount to say. So, yeah. Is there um, any team you're rooting for? Ooh, I like to. Well, obviously for I mean because non-Premier of you. Premier League teams. Non Premier League teams. Um, I have a small. I kind like this is going to sound really trivial and weird, but I kind of want to see Benfica do well because when when we were in Lisbon, we stayed in a hotel like right across the street from their stadium. So I kind of just want to see them do well. Uh, outside of that, Sheriff's not going through, right? So that's that kind of sucks. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about yourself? No one really. Um, you want Inter? I'm guessing. No, I'm not. I'm not too big on Inter for some reason. I, I like real. I like Real Madrid. Okay, Real Madrid. Okay, not Ajax. Yeah. Uh, nah. Okay. <laughs> they had their. They had their fun. They had their fun. Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing Atalanta, but. Oh, my AirPods just died at a rapid pace. That's why I'm like, kind of like, you know? Yeah. Well, I can hear you. 
Okay, sorry about that. Wait, you can hear me? Yeah, actually, it comes in more clear now. Okay. Sorry about that. Like, I kept, it kept bleeping me in and out. That's why I kept, like, going oh. quiet. All right. Yeah, you're, you're a lot more clear now, or before, right before this. Um, is this bad? No, you're still clear. I mean, it's still good, but you were okay. very clear for a second. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, because um, I'd have to hold my the phone to my ear. Oh, shit. Know. No, yeah. That's dedication. Dedication. Don't worry. We're, we're <laughs> winding down. We're getting to the end. Um, let's go ahead now. And, well, first of all, let's look at the previous winner's for our um our nonce of the week uh wait we didn't do any did we for the panel so we don't have a previous winner um i do want to discuss how we're going to do mount rushmore's because there was a wild event that occurred but we didn't do nonsense so we have plenty of them here so let's go ahead and give you the potential nonce of the week you are a nonce you're a nonce mate and we have four good candidates we had seven we trimmed it down shout out brian uh, we're going to start in the international match, uh, between, uh, Bosnia and Ukraine. Okay. So Bosnia and Ukraine are playing and Ukrainian fans, you know, you, we know their history with Russia is not very good. They are holding their Russian flag upside down. And you know, when you hold a flag upside down, you're, you know, you're slamming them. So they are just ripping on Russia. They're just minding their own fucking business, ripping on Russia. And the Bosnians look over and they think that the Ukrainians are showing a Serbian flag and Bosnia and Serbia don't get along well. They think they're mocking them by showing them a Serbian flag. And so they attack them. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's the candidate Bosnia for not recognizing the difference between a Serbian flag and a Russian flag. Um, any, any thoughts for you on this one? (laughs) All right. That's wild. I think it's just the, the whole attacking thing. Why are they attacking? I mean, even if they are doing that, like, that's just wild, bro. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, that's how much they dislike Serbia, that they're like, wait, why are you fucking putting their flag up? I don't like that. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was wild because all the Ukrainians are doing is they're turning the Russian flag upside down to insult Putin. Um, but yeah, so the Bosnian flags, hots, or fans, Hot seat. I mean, you can't just can't just go around attacking people because of the flag they display. You know, I mean, I get there's a big history there, but that's a bit wild. IMO. Uh, then we have a very, very, very weird case. Uh, I don't know how many people have heard of the band Brass Against. Had you heard about them before, Arnie? No, no. So Brass Against, they're a cover band, um, and they're based out of New York. Their front woman's name is uh, Sophia Urista. And um, they were performing uh, at a show um, in a Welcome to Rockville festival. And sometime, at some point during the show, this lead singer, Sophia Urista, says, I got to pee and I can't make it to the bathroom, as she tells the crowd. So we might as well make a show out of it. Uh, and what ended up happening is she, she um, asked for a volunteer, I guess, and a male fan went on the stage, was instructed to lie down, and she literally squatted on his face and pissed on on his face. Uh, <laughs> and she said, get my man with the can on his head ready because we're going to bring him on stage and I'm going to piss in his motherfucker in this motherfucker's mouth, she said before the disturbing incident. So um, what's your thought on, I mean, if these people want to do it, 
fine behind closed door, but what's your thought on this public display of um, pissing on someone's face? I'm surprised that's legal. Um, <laughs> like, is it because he consented? I mean, she should be arrested for public indecency, no? Yeah. Like, isn't that a red dot, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a red dot, IMO. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, that's wild, dude. Yeah. So, so, so there's that option. Um, then there was a report. Actually, this one's a little more recent. Uh, the, you know, in the NWSL, they've had a lot of problems this year with, uh, you know, abusive behavior and sexual misconduct uh, amongst coaches. I believe Washington's coach uh, was dismissed earlier this year. Um, they ended up winning in the title against Red Stars, sad. Uh, speaking of Red Stars, their manager, uh, Rory Dames, is, is known to be apparently part of this culture. Um, he was known to have abused players. Uh, players like Kristen Press came out against him. Uh, she was lucky enough, I think, to, to get a trade at some point, but um, a few other players have complained uh, and said they brought it up to the NWSL and, and, and U.S. soccer. And, you know, unfortunately, they were they were kind of meant people told them it was kind of their fault, um, which is sad. So, I mean, the nonce here is Rory Dames, but you could really make it like U.S. soccer and WSL. Um, just to not take these allegations seriously. And, and I think now we're starting to see a lot of that. We saw the situation with the Blackhawks um, and you're seeing it now here. Um, but yeah, Rory Dames for playing his part in, in this, this behavior. Um, any thoughts from you on that? I mean, it's, it's more than just telling them to run and, and, and getting on their case in practice, right? Apparently it was, uh, you know, uh, apparently it was being manipulative um, and, and, and kind of mistreating them in a way that, uh, that was kind of unequal and unfair not just saying, hey, run an extra lap, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's a wild, it was the Red Stars, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there are a few coaches that have done it, but he's the latest one to have been exposed, hence why he's now. So what, he, makes, he makes certain ones do more than others? Yeah, like, for instance, Kristen Press said, I think Rory emotionally uh, abuses players. He doesn't have a safe distance between himself and his players. He uses his power and status as the coach to manipulate players and get close to them. So that's what that was a quote um, about him. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Kristen Press directly here. Um, okay. It's very clear that she hasn't had another job other than being a soccer player. But well, welcome to the real world. That's how um, any job works in the real world, unfortunately. So. Well, but she also said things were happening that were inappropriate. Uh, okay, well that, fight. and this was yeah. Well, that also, yeah. that too does happen behind closed doors in the real one, but um, a lot of times you don't know about it. But yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. But yeah, yeah I guess you it, shouldn't be doing that regardless. But yeah, like, but I just it's just annoying that see like that gets brought up after they lose the the championship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when the Blackhawks come out after they win the cup, it's a big crime, eh? Like, <laughs> well, I think this guy's gonna get in trouble, mate. I, I mean, it's just fresh. Well, the Blackhawks just... got in trouble. T- yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd assume I U.S. soccer is gonna be in big trouble. So, hope. I mean, maybe. Who knows? So yeah, that's just yeah. No, but you shouldn't. That's just very nonce like. Yeah, I agree. I, very nonce. Whatever he might have done was probably nonce. Uh, then we have the, uh, Lyon fans, um, in, you know, I think it was just a few minutes into the match. 
Dimitri Payet goes to the corner to to take a corner. You know, he goes to take a corner, and a bottle is thrown at him, and the match has to get stopped between uh, Lyon and Marseille. This is the fourth Marseille game that has been suspended due to fan issues. I mean, I don't, I haven't looked too deep into this. Is there? I mean, I'm, I'm blaming the Lyon fans, you know, for throwing bottles, but like. Is there something people have against Marseille? Is it because of the players they have? Are they racist towards them? I don't know. That's um, that's that's what I was trying to figure out when looking it up. But people just said we don't like Marseille. Like I don't know if it's the city, if it's like the players, or right. what. Um, I just I, I read some of that like Dimitri Payet, especially apparently on social media, is like a grade A shithouser. So that could be it too. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I Marseille could just be that one team or city that everyone just dislikes for some reason. I don't know. You know? Yeah. But that's, I, was, I was wondering if it was Pai because of his like religious affiliation. I don't like, do they have players that are like, cause I know in France people can be racist and also against like Muslims too. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I'm not sure. I ha- we have to look into it more. But again, they're fans just for throwing shit on the field. I don't. I don't think it's for religious religious purpose because like half the France team is mm-hmm. is uh, Muslim. I'm pretty sure, and like I think they've all come through like France, the French league at one point. So I, I don't know. I think I think it's more so towards the team, city, and especially Dimitri Payet. From what I understand, um, people just don't like Marseille. I don't know why, but yeah. Huh. Yeah, but yeah, you should still yeah shouldn't be throwing things. Leon fans how, hot seat for that. How how pissed would you be though if you paid to watch a soccer match and that happened and you had to like leave and like the game like nothing happened like that was the game like wouldn't you be kind of pissed? Yeah, that would really especially because like it's I mean like one fans hit kind of ruined it. I don't know if many people were throwing things, but like that kind of sucks. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It really does. And then, but as a Marseille fan too, you you probably be pissed as well because think of the away support. And you're like, really again for the fourth time this year, we're having a match suspended. So um, yeah, crazy stuff there. So these are you know the options are Bosnian fans for attacking the Ukrainian fans on accident. I mean, because they thought they were displaying a Serbian flag when really they were putting a Russian flag upside down. Um, you have Sofia Urista for pissing on someone during a performance. Uh, you have Rory Dames for uh, abusive behavior and sexual misconduct as a manager of the Red Stars and Lyon fans for throwing a bottle at uh, Payet. Uh, so who's your early leader in the clubhouse? Um, <laughs> for me, I've seen the video. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's it's as bad as you think it is. Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, it's not... <laughs> it's it's got to be the pissing incident because that was bananas, man. Like yeah. I opened up Twitter one day and that's the first thing that popped up on my feed, and <laughs> uh-huh. I was shocked. So I think it's more so because I've seen it and like it's just absolutely disgusting to me. I'm gonna go with the pissing. Yeah, I, I accidentally opened up one morning and saw that too, and it's just like, oh Jesus, good. So you saw the video as well. Yeah, I said, good thing I wasn't at school. God, fuck. Like, what if I opened this in the wrong place? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that to me, Surprise too. Jeff didn't send it to us. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. His his videos, too, are very NS. Uh, <laughs> um, so, absolutely. But yeah, I, I have to go with that as well. For me, it's that. The honest, I'll give a, huh? the honest, though, 
you you saw it the first time, but it was like a it was like a 10 second clip, right? Nine second clip. Right. Did you watch it again just to confirm what you just saw? Were you like, Yeah, I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, wait, (laughs) I I didn't well, because I at first I was like, wait, did she really just pee on him or was she like fake dropping water as like a joke or like but no, there was no water bottle in any hands. So I said, God damn, this lady really just pissed on him. Yeah. No, I probably saw it three or four times on repeat on accident. It was wild. Um, but yeah, that was it was very wild. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll give that my first one. And then Bosnian fans for not being able to identify flags. I'm a big flag person. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell your flag like that. Get out of here. Um and uh yeah, oh update. I think. Oh, you're not yeah. going. To like yeah, I know. I, I saw the update. I saw okay. the update. Raheem Sterling has scored. <sighs> and Sheriff has given up a third goal. So they're done. Real Real Madrid has a third goal, and that is from Kareem Benzema. So there's that. Uh, I have a, Before we move on to the final part in our predictions, we have an issue. Okay. So we did the Mount Rushmore of the TV shows. Huge panel episode. Six people took part in it. Semifinal two has a victor. It was person E. Person E was Patterson. Patterson has uh, won in a group of three match between Patterson, myself, and Steve. Patterson was in first with 42%. I was in second with 33%. And Steve had third with 25% despite pandering to um, people. He, he tried to retweet it and do hashtags of the shows to get people to vote for it. Um, but Patterson won with Ted Lasso, Better Call Saul, Family Guy, and Only Murders in the Building. Here's where the issue stands. You, uh, Brian, and Jeff, three-way tie. Everyone exactly at 33%, 33.3. Um, how do you think we could break? I mean, I, I do not know. Mind you, this. Brian. So Brian goes... I'm surprised we're not meant. You didn't mention this. Yeah, he pandered. So too. Brian's whole thing with the anonymous votes was people are going to cater towards the picker or whatever, right? I was like, okay, fine. And then I think it was you came up with the solution of like anonymous, right? Yeah, and that's why we got person A, B, and C. Yeah, so there's person A, B, and C. But then Brian quote retweets the whole tweet <laughs> um, with hashtags of all of the shows that he has in his thing. So one could obviously infer that those are his picks so that takes out the anonymous voting correct yes well steve did that too on our side of it but he still lost Shout but, out steve. But here's my thing so that that defeats the whole purpose of the anonymous right yeah so here's what i'm saying due to fair play laws i'm you're you could be the the committee of this chair okay since yeah. i since i have a horse in this race because you're not in the race with i think there should be a dq here for that action if i did that i could have gotten one more vote and you know that and it would have won that so i didn't do it but what someone did and it and ended up in a tie and it, it took a point away from me or steve potentially yes yeah jeff or jeff sorry me or jeff i think it should be a two-way race between me and jeff and we should have a dq on our hands okay. i would say dqs um Steve too, but he already lost. <laughs> so here's, here's okay, right? So what what we do is if if we DQ'd Brian, I would I'm just, just ask for fair play here. So that's one option, and I put you two straight to the finals against Patterson. That would be it. Three three person final. That's it. Instead of a two person final. Now, 
at the footy corner too. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it to committee votes to people that were doing this. <laughs> you could tell I've watched some F1. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll put that between Steve, Jeff, Nikhil. Let us know what you think. How do we break this tie? Is Brian DQ'd because he promoted it during an anonymous poll? <laughs> do you have another solution? We will consider it. And on the next show, which again, we're planning on having hopefully two next week, Monday one will be, those will be two shorter ones. This is a longer one. Those two will be shorter. Um, I'll, I'll name the solution on that episode after we've all figured it out. And that poll for the final will go up on Monday. Um, but for those that are on the, on the Twitter site, uh, the poll for the college nicknames is finally up now, by the way. So you can vote for that in the meantime. And then please give us a solution. Arian gave us one right now. I will listen to the others and we will decide. Uh, and then the, the final for that will go up and then we'll do another one. You and I can do one maybe on, on Monday or Thursday. So, um, because it depends, we could, we'll, we'll split a Mount Rushmore nonsense. Okay. Because there isn't much, con- there won't be anything happening around Europe. So it'll just be primarily one thing and then predictions. So, okay. All right. If, I, if we don't get you, Brian, it'd be a four person race at the top. No, if you DQ Brian, it'd be between three people because two no, from that one and then Patterson. We can still have four four things in a poll, right? You can, yeah. So, do you think it's this should just be a warning? Or are we going for the DQ here? It's up to you guys. Oh, because you could do a poll with four. So you're saying the other option is to just forward him in and have a four person? Yeah, I will say there is so much text though that I I'm gonna have to shorten the names of some of these shows then if we do that. So, or I mean, the intern. Sorry, not me. I don't know who, why I said that. So that's an option too. It's also an option. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let us know if you think everyone should advance and just face Patterson. That's another option. Or person. I say, look, I'm. So. I say we let it slide. Uh-huh. But I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan. You know what I mean? I'll get sure. ratted on. I'll, I'll take whatever consequences come at me. But I'll, I'll, you know what. I'll play to the other people's rules sometimes and still win. So let's make it a four horse race. But that's a warning. I'm okay. both Steven and Brian. How about that? And anyone. So if anyone does it again, you're DQ. Okay. So your votes to make it a four horse race for the championship. Okay. That's one. Again, we'll, we'll find a way. The spaces might be smaller or I might shorten some names of the shows. Um, so we'll, we'll see what we can do there because fitting it in because some of the titles are long. So we'll, we'll try. Yeah, we can try that. That's fine. Um, that's one option. So everyone else, let us know what your solution is. Uh, we could, you know, so Arine says that. I want to hear the others. Coin flip, <laughs> uh, separate Mount Rushmore between you three. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So, or make it a four person. If people hear it, the four person, we'll do it. We'll, we'll find okay. a way to fit it. Okay. All right. So there's that. Again, though, in the meantime, go vote for the col- uh, for the sports nicknames. And I won't say who's who. We did person A and person B. People listen to the show. There's already a vote that's in. I could only presume it's the person that that did it. So, wait, what right. happened? The, the the Mount Rushmore of of um, sports team nicknames that Brian and I did a while ago. It's up now. Oh, okay. So we I figured our intern figured we could do that while we await what happens with this final. So the ruling. Okay. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. And then you and I can figure one out for Monday. We'll think. All right. Let's go to predictions. Uh, week 13, we're only doing one week now because 
We've sorted out that we'll, we'll get one in between week 14. But those that are listening, if you want to do week 14 ahead of time, you're allowed to because that episode's going to come out Monday and then games are immediate. Okay. Or that episode comes out Tuesday morning. Games are that day. So we start out on Saturday after Thanksgiving, Arsenal, Newcastle. Uh, I'll go ahead and start and I'll let you go. I got Arsenal 2, Newcastle nil. Alexander Lacazette. Um, I'll go. It's at Arsenal. It is. I'll go. You know what? I think Arsenal will get three. Bold move. Mm-hmm. Three one. Three one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll go. See, I don't even. Aubameyang plays, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go Aubameyang. Even though I feel like he's let me down this season when I pick him, but. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe he'll he'll get it done. He he has scored against Newcastle a bit, and then yeah, we'll see there. Uh, We'll go to someone that's automatic here. Liverpool, Southampton. I got four nothing Liverpool Salah. Um, I'll do three nothing Liverpool. Yeah, Salah. Okay. Uh, Norwich hosting Wolves. So Dean Smith's second game. Wolves have been a wagon. <laughs> I'm gonna go Norwich one Wolves two, and and Raul is back. I'm gonna go one nil Wolves. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. I'll go Raul. I picked them last time, so let's go it for a, a row. Yeah. It worked Palace and Villa games at uh, Selhurst Park, but I'll go 2 2 uh, and Ollie Watkins. Um, Palace and Villa. This is tough. Oh, I'll go, I'll go 2 1 Villa and I'll go Che mm-hmm. uh, Adams, right? Che <laughs> Adams plays for Southampton. Okay. Um, Steve did this last week with things. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, does Ing start for them? I uh, yeah, he did last match at least. He was on the he was the main striker. Yeah, Ings. He All played right. with Gerard. Huh? He played with Steven Gerard. Oh yeah, you're right. There you go. I didn't think about that. So he'll get one for him then. Uh Brighton hosting Leeds. Brighton's been struggling, so I think they'll continue. I got Brighton one leads two in my upset. Rafinha. Ooh. Um, I got Brighton. Brighton two leads nil, and is Mape dead? Mm, I don't think so. No, Mape. I think they get a pen here. Okay, so there's that. Brentford hosting Everton. Ugh, both teams struggling big time. So I'm gonna go one one. Ivan Tony. See, this is tough because it's like we don't even know what the hell to expect from Everton. So like, no one could be confident about this. Correct. Oh my God, City just scored. Oh wow, I did not get the update yet, but it'll come. And now we know why they were the favorite. God damn it. So who are you going with between Brentford and Everton? Um, I'm going to go Everton 2. I think they actually pulled this one off. I think Everton 2, Brentford 1. And don't let me down, Richie. All right, Richie. Uh, speaking of Man City, yep, they did score. Uh, they are hosting West Ham in what should be, a, should be a good game. I got City 2, West Ham 1. I feel like Riyad Mahrez is going to score. I think this is, I think City's going to show um, the difference in this game. You see, they're beating PSG 2 1. I see no reason why they shouldn't beat West Ham 3 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just scored now, and I'll peg him to score uh, on the weekend. So, uh, Gabriel Jesus. There you go. Uh, Leicester hosting Watford. I think they finally win. These are the types of, this is the type of team they beat 2 1 Leicester, Jamie Vardy. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm actually going to copy-paste that pick. I agree. Okay. 
Sounds good. Burnley hosting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who else are you going to go with? Pats and Daka? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Burnley hosting Tottenham. I think, I think turf more is difficult for some teams and I'm going to go one, one. Uh, and I picked wood to score. So wow. Not even a top player. Um, I'll go two nil Tottenham and I'll go Harry Kane. All right. Yeah. I mean, I made a crazy pick. So we'll see Chelsea hosts man United. You would think United can, can, can get some goals. You'd think it'd be electric. I'm just going to go two nothing Chelsea Kai Havertz. I'll go, um, Two one Chelsea. I think like for some reason I feel like United's gonna come out a little bit strong here, mm-hmm. but um, I think Tycho's gonna have a good response for this. So Tuchel, fuck. Um, <laughs> and ah, God, who's gonna fucking start for them? This is a whole nother thing. I don't even. Kai Havertz is the only one that consistently starts for them. I think right. So we'll go with Kai Havertz. All right, there you go, Kai. Yeah, I, I, it's so tough to pick their goal scorer. You don't know. I mean, you never know if Lukaku's dead or alive or what's going on. Or like if Warner's going to play at all. Like it's so random, bro. You don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll we'll see what what happens there. Um, yeah, let us know at the Footy Corner to your picks. Uh, we'll remind you through the account after Thanksgiving. I know people are gonna are gonna have Thanksgiving and forget. Uh, let's go to the scores. I forgot to mention the scores. Right last week. Uh, Brian and Steve had 14 points. Arne, you had 13. Nikhil had 12. And then I really fucking sucked. Jeff had eight and I had seven. So where does that put us? Arne's in first with 158. Brian's in second with 144. So you're 14 ahead. Steve's in third at 141. I'm in fourth with 140. So it's tight there. And then Jeff is fifth with 133. Nikhil, 121. Nikhil's only 12 points behind Jeff. You were in second last, right? I you was I, passed up by two people. Yes, I passed up by two because they scored. They each scored fourteen, and I had seven. So that was bad. It was a bad week yeah. um, because I didn't pick Chelsea to win. That was stupid. So for the final segment, up more from second place. Love to see the big gap. That's all I'm going to say. See what happens. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> shit. I'm, too, I'm, I'm really I'm, far. Inevitably, I know something's going to happen. I'm going to miss a week. I already know it. So I'm preparing for this. I have to build the big league because I already know there will be one week that I don't especially, do it. Especially in December. I feel like this is the time where there are so many matches in a small like span. The, yeah. Like there's going to be one week where I'm not going to be able to be on the pod. And then that week, like it's not going to cross my mind to make picks. And then I'm going to get fucked over. I just know it. <laughs> Fucked over, but it's going to be because of myself. But yeah. yeah, well, no, I know well, that's a way of putting it. Yeah, so we'll we'll try to remind each other. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. We'll go to the final segment to the gambling corner. And last week, Steve's the only one that made any bets because we didn't do a gambling corner. You and I did not <laughs> verbalize our bets because we tend to do that most of the time. Uh, and Steve lost 340. Uh, he he was correct on the Leicester or no West Ham Wolves. He had over two and a half. Did I do this wrong? No, he lost 10. He lost all his bets. I don't know why I didn't update the 340 here. He lost 10. He said West Ham Wolves would go over two and a half. It did not. Um, so he lost three dollars there. There was only one goal in that game. City Everton, he had um, under three. That didn't happen. And Leicester, he had at plus 0.5, and Leicester lost three nothing. 
So he lost all 10. So it was a bad week to bet. So overall, Steve's in first at 18.15, plus eight. It's going down. Uh, Trevor's in second at plus 240. I'm in third at minus 28.90. All right, for how good you are at, at picking games, you're at minus 43.59. And Brian's at minus 69.12. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to make my picks first, or you have some bets? Um, no, you go ahead and make your, uh, your picks. All right. So I've got the AZ parlay. I like Liverpool against Southampton and Arsenal at home against Newcastle. I'm parlaying those two. If you parlay them, it's minus 116, putting five bucks down to win 430. So that's the one I'm like, all right, you got to hit that one. Um, yeah. Then I'm going to take Wolves plus 115. They're away to Norwich and they're plus. So I'm taking them $3 to win 345. Okay. And the, the one that's uh, I put the least amount on, I put two dollars because that's all I got left. I'm putting it on plus one hundred. It's Palace and Villa over two and a half goals. So I'm taking the over there, two to win two. Wow. So okay. Yeah. Um, First time I took an over under. I always pick teams, and I realized why am I not betting other things? So let's let's do that. Okay. Fair I can enough. assume you're building a parlay. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> you do it every week, mate, right? All right. So, yes, I, I have a parlay <laughs> in, in right now as we speak. All right. All right. So, this is going to get me out of the mud. So, I got Arsenal uh-huh. home against Newcastle. Yes. Free money. Minus 215. Yep. Um, Norwich, I know they just did good, but against Wolves, I think they lose. So, I got Wolves at plus 115. Uh-huh. I, I also have kind of an AZ parlay in my parlay. Yeah, but I also have Liverpool, but I didn't like the odds straight up. So I'm gonna go Liverpool plus two goals. Well, two or, or minus two plus. Oh, two or more goals. Okay. Yeah. Minus 135. Okay. And then the last leg of that is Tottenham against Burnley plus 105. Okay. So that's plus one thousand twenty-four. <laughs> yep. And that's uh, $10. Uh-huh. Um, is it you want the payout or how much you get? How much do you win? Uh, $102.40. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like that. It's, good. it's a good bet. The, 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 um, the Wolves one is probably the most, and I have Wolves too, and I feel risky about it. My, well, no, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you could win a lot for that. Yeah. All right. And, and Liverpool could lose. They just have to score two plus goals, right? Not that they would have. No, no, no. They have to win by two goals. Oh, win by two. I thought it was score two goals. So you got them at minus no, two. No, those, uh, those wouldn't be the odds if, uh, if it was they have to score two goals. Win by yeah. two or more or just win by two, exactly? Win by two or more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so yeah, at the footy corner too, let us know your guys' gambling corners. Um, <laughs> see what happens. You would, yeah, you would be in first if you hit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, and it's gonna happen. It's gonna right. happen. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, any final things to tell people before we log off? Oh, almost, man, another long one. But I, you know, Monday, Thursday. But we had some good stuff at the beginning about Ole and and, and Arsenal and, and Liverpool. So um, next Monday we'll do a quick one uh, for the people. So you have something to listen to on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we'll have another one Thursday. 
uh, because it's really just about the match days. There's no European action in between. Um, so we'll do that for you. Anything else? Um, no, I mean, uh, PSG just really disappointed me today, dude. It's really, <laughs> really just disappointed me. All right. Yeah, they're, they're losing 2-1 in the 85th minute. So, all right. If nothing else, uh, we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. Yes. Enjoy your, enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your mashed potatoes, whatever you have. And uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Anything else? Nothing from you? Nope. So then we shall turn it over to the guy who currently is in a Champions League knockout stage match, but it's going to come down the last match week, Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Go Bulls. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. 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 